Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. Welcome. Okay. This is going to be mind-blowing because Theo Cummings is a genius. He's amazing. I really enjoyed him so much. So much. It's it's savoring more and more. The more and more. So first of all, <laughs> you have to listen to the episode from last week with Theo Cummings, who is all the things and all the things. I mean, if we, we'd be here all day repeating all the things he is, but he's an RTT relationship therapist, um, relationship expert, and you should follow him. And all around awesome guy. Yes. Incredible. Um, So today we get to do our takeaways talk on um, the last episode that I had to listen to over and over and over again because it was so good. And it's something that you just, you have to replay because there's so many golden nuggets that he talks about, both from his own experience, his clients' experiences, and, you know, we're just going to have to have him back to do Q&A because there's just no way that people are not going to have questions and want to engage with him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just saying. I love, I love his energy and I, I just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I admire his knowledge. Okay, so I have to say personally, yeah, every time we have somebody that comes on and we interview, like, you know, when we, we interviewed Kristen in regards to fear and uh, Theo in regards to relationships, relationships and, and, and trauma. healing, that's more specific. Yeah. I love to process it because... I use the grocery store analogy. I take what I can apply and I leave the rest, right? So when he said, healing comes from you, like everybody possesses their own healing with inside of them. I personally believe that healing comes from God. That's where I've gotten my, you know, my healing from and and my cleansing from. But I understand what he's saying because I know somebody that dealt with a debilitating ailment that he brought on himself that he ended up taking to this grave he asked for healing he asked for healing he asked for healing from God but there were some things that he wasn't willing to do and and it came till the very end and he was never healed from it and and I understand that there's there's definitely a place and a process that you yourself need to be involved in. And so with that said, I got so much out of what he was saying. And I believe it's because of the depth that he went. 
And that's, that's the beauty of learning. And what he was saying was clients that he has or millionaires or billionaires as a, a common universal example, people going to monks for wisdom about life and not the other way around. It's because people like a monk, as an example, has spent their life studying how to go inward to be able to process and live and be in peace. And, you know, when you listen to Jay Shetty, I was listening to him today, and he talked about the practice of a monk. It's, it's all those same principles and philosophies, and he's coming out with a book so people can kind of practice that even further. But the point is that it's not, and it's a common thing to go outward to find fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And that's why you accumulate things, but it's fleeting. It's temporary because you're thinking that fulfillment, which is essentially love, the things that, you know, he talked about the things that you lack or the things that you didn't get, or if you had abandonment, you go and seek that and you try to fulfill that. For some, it could be as drastic as addiction, like drugs, you know, hard drugs, food, sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, pick your poison and then you can go down a a, a spiral and you find out and and you see that. And it's sad when you learn about a drug addict or or something, it's, you think it's going to fulfill you, but it it doesn't last. Mm -mm. So you need another hit. Mm -hmm. You need another hit. You need another drink or a fix. And the reason for that is because you're not going inside to find out meaning, purpose, why. And that is the whole point, I think, of what he shared with us, which I feel is so powerful with RTT and rapid transformational therapy, is that you actually take the time to explore the things that often people ignore. Yes. And you can't heal from things that you don't recognize right that's that's basic Mm -hmm. so knowing knowing that is so important Um, one of the things that that I absolutely loved that he said that I think about all the time was when he was talking about feminine and masculine energy that was fascinating well and then he and he talked about those different levels or the, you know, the people pleaser, the wounded feminine and the achiever, the victim, the achiever, the empowered, you know, the independent. Yes. Yes. And, and how, um, as a woman, we can possess any one of those things and it either sets us back or can, you know, get us more. And I think, I think the woman who like, for instance, he talked about, We'll, we'll take the achiever. It's the, it's the independent, empowered, feminine energy that, you know, the boss babe and rules and everything. Where that is great, it can be emasculating, right? And, you're, and he talked about how women need men and men need women. And, and that essence of receiving. Oh, I love that. I love Okay, so I absolutely I love being a woman. I love being a woman. Okay, I don't know if this is going to get us an E rating, but I love everything about being a woman. I love having my cycle every month. People think I'm crazy, but I'm like that makes me a woman. <laughs> I love I love that I have 
breasts. I love giving birth. I love the pain of birth. I love, I love all of that. You all know, the facets and all the nooks of and crannies, and just you know, you know, my juicy, bouncy curves, and just who I, you know, who I am. And you own it. You and, embrace mm, it. Yes. And yeah. I, what he was saying was that. Men are attracted to that, like like be the egg that they are drawn to. Mm-hmm. I love well, the visual of that. And and we had talked about this when we did the episode on confidence and and just how that is the number one thing with all the the little research study that we did for men and women that there's an attraction factor there, right? Yes, and that is that's that energy. And I think what's amazing is his his. You, we have masculine and feminine energy. Men and women have that. But I don't know that we quite recognize it to the extent that he described it. You know, right. the receiving and right. and this kind of thing. And so um, part of it is just the awareness of like, are you even asking yourself the question, am I being a receiver right now or am I you know, being overwhelming and overthinking and overdoing and not just letting like a man come to me or being open to that or being vulnerable and allowing that space because so speaking as a woman, men love to be needed. Like how much do they love it when, um, the, to a, this might be sounding exaggerated, but when there's a little bit of the damsel in distress, when you can't fix something yes. and you need to call them up because you can't, you yeah. don't know what to do. You need them to fix the pipe or you need them to fix the sprinkler or whatever the situation is, right? right. They're like, right. I got this. Don't dun, even worry dun. about her. They got well, the toolbox. And to quote, to quote Theo, he said, women need to be desired and men need to be admired. Mm-hmm. So when you're asking a man an opinion or for help, it's it's a form of admiration, right? And when they're drawn to us, there's that feeling of desire. Oh, yeah. I mean, just that question alone. So what do you think? Yeah. Oh, you just opened yeah. up the floodgates, yes. right? Yes. Just yes. inviting, yes. you know, that you value their opinion. Yeah. That you have respect mm-hmm. for them, otherwise mm-hmm. you wouldn't have asked the question, you know. And and there is that admiration there. So it seems simple, yet we overlook that. Yeah. So embracing my feminine energy. This is something that I have been thinking about so much lately, and I've been learning and growing so much from with with Wes. We he says to me a lot. There are times when I come over, and he is. He's, you know, high power, high achiever, successful man, driven. He is so attracted to my soft side. Like he loves that I am a strong woman. Mm-hmm. He knows I can take care of things, you know. He was, he was like, do you need me to help you with it, your helmet? And I'm like, no, I don't need a man. I could take care of this myself, you know. <laughs> so he's like, he's like he, you know, but he likes to know that he he is needed. And so he will say to me, Sometimes he'll, we have great communication. He'll, you know, he puts his hand on his heart and he says, baby, I need you to be soft right now. And I love that. I love that he will tell me, I need you to be soft right now. Because when he communicates that to me, then, and he, and he does it and he looks me in the eye and he puts his hand on, on his heart and that's his, that's like his signal that he's telling me, 
I'm saying something soft to you. I need you to be soft, you know, and, and, you know, his body language and everything. And then I could be like, oh, I'm serving him as a woman, you know, that, that servant side, that Mm -hmm. giving, you know, part of it. Right. And then I, I, you know, kind of course correct and go, okay, you need to like Puerto Rican down a little, you need to like lay back and let him be that. And, and there's a great um, dynamic in that, in our relationship, being able to do that. And it takes a lot of maturity on the side of a woman, because I tell you what, sometimes I'm like, seriously, why do you get to freaking say what we need right now? How about I need to vent? You know, I mean, you could do that. Yeah. But it takes it takes a lot of control. It takes a lot of maturity. It takes a person that's elevated to be able to go, all right, he needs this from me and I'm going to put my feelings aside and I'm going to give him that for the moment because that's what he needs. Mm -hmm. I love that. You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network and drive engagement? Podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. One of the biggest words that came to my mind in listening to Theo, which I could do for hours, is just awareness. A part of the process of learning. And he, the other thing he spent time talking about, because we had asked him about attraction and he talked about how love is unconditional work and the spectrum of narcissism to codependence. Oh, whoa. Because I'm always telling you that I'm narcissistic. (laughs) I'm like, okay, here's a narcissist in me. But it's coming from- it's a spectrum. I love that. It's the truth. But, and you're coming from a place where I think, you know- of confidence and and things like that. It's not, I think, the you know, pure... Which is the spectrum, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you can be confident to, you know, your detriment, right? Yeah. And, you know, well, you and can be compliant to your detriment. You know, like, there's that spectrum. Well, and you don't want to be any kind of, I think, extreme 
on either end. And I think he used the word, <laughs> when I was saying codependence, he was saying self-love or something like you lack self-love because oh, yes. he didn't oh, want to be yeah. so harsh yeah, about I, it. That's the truth though. It's, but, it's, that's the reality of it, of it right? right? It's self-love. And that's, so when you, when you, don't you love when yourself you enough that, that you're staying in that relationship. Right. So when you lack that, then you're, you're seeking it in a way where you cannot function independently. Right. And so I think even just understanding that and it, how that shows up for you or I mean, and it's if you take a step back right now, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship or getting ready to date, this is a great reflection. How do you show up? Mm-hmm. How do you show up in, in a relationship are you somebody who is that needy person? Like, are you the the um, Jerry Maguire, you complete me, you know, <laughs> that whole thing? Like, I'm not a whole person without you. Um, or are you so egotistical that it's like you profess that, oh, I don't need anything. I don't need anyone. I'm fine by myself, which is fine. You can be fine by yourself. But as human beings, mm. we seek love. We seek if we haven't learned that during this COVID <laughs> predicament, right? Right, but it's but it's a great reflection. Like, do you ask yourself that question? How do you show up? You know, because it's something you learn. If if you look at the history of relationships that you've had through breakups, and you go back and reflect, like, was I was I kind of codependent? Was I a nar- narcissistic? Was I you know balanced? Yeah. I mean, lacking self love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lacking self love. I mean, yeah. so I think that was a good discussion that he shared because that's a good question for you to ask yourself. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I love that he was saying that you know when he was talking about how people lack this you know, self-love or self-fulfillment and they're trying to get it through buying things and looking this way and changing your body and changing, you know, having that car will take care of that. I think that the work that he is doing for people is so amazing. And I joked about it on the podcast saying, you're going to save people a lot of money. Like you think of all, you know, why are you purchasing those things? You know what? Are you doing it because it makes you feel good? Are you doing it because you think that 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 will give you more worth? Mm-hmm. And I love his his support of helping and the process of helping women through that. And that's a huge process. And he went through that process himself, and that's how he knows he had his struggle as a musician, trying to be the best, wanting the attention that he felt like he didn't get or that acceptance, whatever word you want to use. And then it burned him out. So then he turned to those addictive behaviors and had to go through the process of RTT himself to recognize the power of it that then made him pay it forward in a way that he can actually do this for people and change their lives. Yes. yes. Because trauma is so debilitating. I think he took our episode on forgiveness to like the next level, you know? Yeah. 
of, mm, of just being able, yourself. yeah, mm-hmm. of just being able to forgive yourself. And, and I love that he talked about, you're not your past story. Yes. yes. You're not your past and you're not the future. You're right now. You're right now. You're right now. That past doesn't define you. Mm-mm. Absolutely. Because we've all got one. And that, and that's what, okay. So you look at him and you think, you know, he talked about the trauma that he went through, mm-hmm. right? Listener out there, you're thinking about, you've been through something, right? We've all been through something. How many times do we take that? And that's the story. We play in our head and we play in our well, head and, and then we say, that's who we are. That happened to me. Forward. You know, I'm the kid that lost a dad at a young age. You know, oh, you know. I'm I'm the woman who lost her husband well, and, and you. has eight children and where that is a reality that did happen. He took this trauma and now look at what he's doing. He's not he's not you know making the story of his past. He's not a victim. But yes. Yes. He's not a victim and and he's helping other people transform that. And in, and he's such an inspiration from that. Right. And you out there, your thing that you have, your thing that you went through, that is not the thing that holds you back. That is the thing that is meant to propel you. Absolutely. And that is where that mentality of it's happening for you, not to you. Yes. That it- mess is your message. You know, you turn that test into your testimony. And, and, oh, I love being around people that have done that and that are now helping people. And why? Because you've actually explored it to understand. Mm. It's the difference between going towards something and running away from it. You got to go through the fire to know Mm -hmm. what it's like to get burned and Look at the scar yeah. and, and understand the meaning of what that really brought to your life. Yeah. And that's the difference yeah. because there's only so far you can run. Yeah. You can't hide. Yeah. You can't hide yeah. from the inside and your feelings. And so whatever that is, whatever that trauma might be, we've all experienced it in some way, some big, some small. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of saying, okay. Yeah. Process that. Don't be afraid to process that. That could be opening up, mm-hmm. being vulnerable, talking to your friends if you're comfortable. Bring it to light. Bring it to the light. You could talk to a professional about it, but if you don't dig mm-hmm. into it. And don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. I got something to share. When I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. I was spending the night at a friend's house. And the friend was, our moms were friends and they had, um, she had two boys that were a year older than me and three years older than me. And then a daughter that was like two and a half years younger than me. And so family friends, we brought up together and everything. And I used to go hang out at their house constantly. And um, it just so happens that my first sexual experience was... During a time when his mom left, their mom left to go to the store, and the boys decided to rape me. And, you know, when you're little like that, like we we pushed it underneath, you know, we pushed it down and we said, 
you know, she came up to me and said, you can't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody because if you tell anybody, then we'll never get to see each other again. And, you know, when you're when you're 12, you're like, oh, my gosh, like that's that is something that, you know, I don't want anybody to know anyway. And, you know, your friends are everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, no. So I literally put it aside until it came to light. And, and, and when you say it came to light, how long did it take? So 12 years um, old. I was I was a freshman in high school. Um, I think it was like two years later. Okay, like so two you're years a teenager. Later, so two years 14, later, 14 years he old. had mentioned something to my mom about me walking, walking. Uh, no, he mentioned something to his mom about, you know, Gina Marie shouldn't be walking with that guy. He's a scumbag and blah, 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 blah. And then, of course... His mom's going to say something to my mom because they're friends. Like, you know, I, I'd have your back if you had a kid. And I was like, hey, just want to let you know this is what I heard. I'm not going to keep it from you. Mm-hmm. So she said something to my mom. And then when my mom said it to me, it all came back. Totally had forgotten about it. Just never thought about it, you know. And I just said, well, he's done more to me than anybody has. And then it all came to light. My mom did the best that she could. She literally did the best that she could. She loves me. She loves me as much as she knows how to love me. Unfortunately, the way everything was handled was, hold on, I'm not quite sure if you're telling the truth. When your friend comes over, before you can say anything to her, I'm going to, you know, interview her in front of you to make sure that the stories match up. Then from there, I'm going to say something, which they did, thank God, because I was like, oh, great. What, you know, we made this pact not to say anything to anybody. What if, you know, she doesn't say anything? And so then after that, we went ahead and, uh, you know, the moms talked and then it would come back to me, you know, and then the mom was going to talk to the to the son and 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 boys and find out, you know, and she said, I'll know if they're lying. And then nothing was ever done again. I was allowed to spend the night over there for years to come. And, you know, what that told me was, this was something that I cherished my virginity, I cherished, like my dad would talk about my wedding and everything. And I was like, it's it told me a bunch of different things. Like, mm-hmm. you're not because that was a story I told myself, you are not valuable. You, you felt it, you felt tarnished. You felt oh not- yeah. Well now now I'm, you know I lit that match. Can't relight a match. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Well then, does it matter who you're with after that? Hmm. Does it really matter? Because that is done. Once that's done, that's done. And my father was amazing. And my mom never told my dad. We never went to court. No nothing. They never pressed charges. Nothing ever happened. So in that way, you know. When you lack data, there's a story that you tell yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And because we never talked about it, the story I told myself was, they don't believe me. They never believed me. But I know what happened. So how am I going to deal with this, right? So no counseling, no nothing. What ended up happening was because my father, and that was the other thing, my father loved me so much. And everybody talked about how much he loved me. And I knew I was loved. I knew I was cherished. So because of that, I still had a really positive feeling about men. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up um, 
I didn't go too off as far as like sexually being promiscuous and everything, but I didn't, you know, hold it to the, the same standards that I that I did before because I didn't feel like I was valued enough to hold myself to those standards. Hmm. And, um, and, you know, I think my mom, the story I'm telling myself is my mom wouldn't tell my dad, because she would never want to hurt him. Like if he found out that that happened to his baby, like I think she was just protecting the whole situation, which comes from I believe with all of my heart comes from love. But you know, it was really hard for me. Well, what has been so beautiful that has come from this is a couple of things. Number one, I, as a Christian, I, you know, I have been forgiven. I've been healed. I've been washed as pure as snow. And I don't think about that. And I know that I am wonderfully made and I am valuable and I stand firm on that with a hundred percent confidence. I brought, I have brought this to light and I have spoken in front of groups of women and told them this And then people will come forward and there's a kindred spirit when you can, they can see the healing in me and I can, and I can give them a glimpse of what they can have. That's a beautiful thing that's come from this. Another beautiful thing that I would, I would go through all over again. And I'm so thankful that I did is, is a heart of gratitude because it's made me who I am and it has made me a different parent with my girls. Um, I have some things put in place for my girls. And all of my friends know this, none of them were ever allowed to babysit for anybody where the dad would come pick up the girls. It was always the mom that would pick up the girls, the girls were never allowed in cars with men. Um, and it, it didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter if it was Uncle Rob. It didn't matter if it was Uncle Scott. It would. It was just that was the standard that we kept to so that there was a protection. And I explained to them when it came to a right age that, and they also didn't get to spend the night over houses with boys because of that. Now, things have gotten, I've gotten a little looser about that as the kids, I have to say, I didn't loosen up until um, Jeff passed away um, as far as, you know, having conversation with the mom and just making sure that they're protective. And, and that comes from a place of love from me to my girls. That's a gift that I've been able to give to them so that they have not had to go through what I went through. I don't think that my parents didn't cherish me by still letting me spend the night there and didn't love me. Like I said, I know that they did the best that they can. And from this experience and from this trauma, I have learned from it. I've grown from it. I am fine with it. And I'm here to tell you right now, if you're listening, it doesn't define who you are. It doesn't define who you are. When you've been through something like that, that you did not make a choice to do, that is on them. That is not on you. And, and I want to encourage you that if you are holding down a secret, that you be brave, you can message us and let us know. We'll, we'll love you through this. Bring that to light. Yeah. Because when that's brought to light, beautiful things can happen from it. Well, and here's the thing about it, Gina Marie. So first of all, let's just have that acknowledgement that 
what you just described and the example that you've shared is bravery that so many people are thinking through, struggling through, wondering through, battling through. And like you said, when you do the opposite of that, when you suppress it and you push it down, it gets darker, it gets deeper, and Mm -hmm. it gets ugly. I mean, it's the Me Too movement. Like how many people were chiming in on that? Me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. But it took, oh. right? And that, that was the power of the Me Too movement is it took the bravery of one and mm. that multiplies, right? Pretty soon, one becomes 10, becomes a thousand yes. and it keeps going. Is you never know. And first of all, when you're going through something that is so painful or so traumatic and you don't share It feels very isolating Mm -hmm. and you feel very, very alone. And that is the worst feeling. So the second part of that is when you can open up and share, you're not only bringing courage and bravery and inspiration to someone else, but you're creating a sense of a community for people Mm. to come forward and also share in those experiences Mm -hmm. because that it's, it feels I mean, that's why Brene Brown does all the work around shame and guilt and things like that is it's not meant to be held in that way. And when you hold on and you feel things like shame or you feel bad or you don't forgive, it's you carry it. Mm -hmm. You carry it like weights. Uh, And some people carry it in their health and their body by eating, by trying to, you know, yeah, make themselves feel more valuable in different ways and mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. you know, just, yeah. just doing it for the reason of like, I want you to like me, mm-hmm. not, you know, in a loving relationship or in, you know, in a healthy, productive a healthy, yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so wasn't planning on saying that today, but I just <laughs> that just what that just happened. But you know, and I'm I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it, and I am I'm fine with it. And it is what it is. And that's the you know, and that is the power. The reason that we do these takeaway talks is, is it's it's it sheds light on the nature of what it means to process human experiences and emotions. That is the essence of why Jean-Marie and I are here. It's the foundation of our friendship. It's the reason for the community that we are building and want to continue to grow exponentially is we know how crappy it feels to, to be in those dark places because we've been there. It's not fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, Desiree and I, the foundation of why we started Blissful Fortitude was on unconditional love, which is Mm non-judgment. And that is that is the gift that we have with each other. I have with so many people in in our lives and we want for all of you to have and there's a couple of ways you can connect with us. Mm-hmm. We have our Facebook circle, Facebook group. We have um, daily questions that you can you can answer and go in there and inspiration and connection. And you can, um, you know, reach out to us through through that. Yep. And, we'll so be that, there and for it's you. Blissful Fortitude Circle. That's on it. Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we have our Facebook group, with this, which is Blissful Fortitude. 
circle. And then we also have, we're on Facebook, Blissful Fortitude. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Instagram, Blissful Fortitude. We have our 1-800 number that you can you can reach out to us. It's one eight three three my bliss or one eight three three six nine two five four seven seven. You can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a message. We We get it right away. We'll listen to it and answer your question or take your comment. Um, and if you would like to connect with Theo. Yes. He's amazing. He's all over the place as well. Yes. And so Theo is on Facebook as well. His name is a- T-H-E-O. His last name is C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S. He is on LinkedIn. He has his website. If you go to theocummings.com, you can find him there. You can figure, reach out to yeah, him. Reach, reach out, out to him. him. I'm you got to reach you, out to is, him. He's amazing. And um, and he'll save you a lot of money. <laughs> no, truly. Well, and that's the that is the thing is healing, mm. healing. I mean, yeah, you that, can't put a price on you that. can't put a price on that. So he's absolutely worth it to work with and connect with. He is just full of wisdom, mm-hmm. a lot of wisdom. And, and he's fun like us. Oh my gosh. Oh my, we cannot wait to be lifted so we could all be together. I know. That's I know. Have to be a trip. And so we we definitely we've talked to him about we we just know that he, <laughs> he can answer questions and you know so we actually would love that. We would love to get, you know, what kind of questions do you all have about healing, relationships, trauma? We can uh put something together for you. Absolutely. to uh, do a do a future episode with him. So you can give us those questions there too. And now it's time for our gratitude attitude. Oh my gosh. You know, I have been reflecting on so many things. So our friend Heather has a has a, a Facebook group called Balanced Wellness Warriors. That's the name of her co- nutrition company. And she had posed a question in the group about what are some positive things that that happened to you this week. And it just struck me. I was in one of those minutes <laughs> that I could actually think through that. And it made me think about gratitude. And one of the things is just the progress that Gina Marie and I have made together with blissful fortitude i mean it is like the gift that keeps on giving and we we talk about it together often of just feeling so blessed that we have complementing strengths um because we understand how much momentum that has truly built for us in our charge as mission-driven messengers of what to be doing and living our purpose in the world to help and uplift others and create a community where they feel safe, you know, where you feel safe to come and connect with us. And so when I, I try to, um, it's tough when you're forward thinking and you just want to check things off the list. You know, Gina Marie and I did a code of conduct and talk through some, some things like reflecting on our accomplishments because it's so easy to just, this is a journey and it is not going to end. There is no ending. So there is always more to do, always more to do. So if you don't stop and appreciate what you've actually done, then it just feels like you're just going and going. And we we've realized as we've done that a little bit more is like, oh my gosh, 
we just need to we need to we need to embrace and and be grateful, be grateful for our accomplishments. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's my gratitude attitude. I love that. That's a big gratitude. That's big, right? That's a big thing to be grateful for. Are you ready for this one? I swear to Bob, I absolutely love these two items in my house. It's my washer and my dryer, and I am so thankful. You know, you I'm, are. I'm thankful for the little things. You always use those. I'm girlfriend. And now that Wesley's washer and dryer have been out, I've been doing his his too. And every time I put laundry in there, I am so thankful. I literally am. I'm just like, I'm just so thankful that these work. And and I can put this in this box and wash it and come out of this box and, and, dry, and it's dry. And I am so thankful for that. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, 10 years ago on my mom's group, a woman reached out and said, um, I had a sale this weekend. I need to get rid of all the rest of my stuff. If anybody from the woman's group wants to come, our mom's group wants to come out, um, you can check out what I have. I reached out to her because I wanted a dresser and we had like $200 cash. We're like, okay, we can spend $200 on this dresser. And, and she goes, yeah, I do have one. So I came to the house and, and I saw the washer and dryer and I was like, are you selling those too? And she said, yeah. And, and I said, well, how much for the dressers? And she said, well, make me an offer. And I'm like, well, all we have is $200. And she's like, oh yeah, you can have them. So like, you can have the washer and dryer too. I'm all, you serious? She was like, yeah. I'm like, what about this table? <laughs> like, like I combined all of this stuff and she goes, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, I don't want to insult you. And she said, no, 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 you can have it. Well, it just so happens that 10 years, that in that moment, I thought there is something going on with this woman. Like I could feel something was going on. She had a baby on her hip and I thought she is giving away this stuff for some reason. It turns out she was fleeing an abusive relationship. Wow. She left, moved to a whole nother state, heard about our podcast. And contacted me. Phenomenal. And told me her story. She's written a book. It's just it's just amazing. Now we gotta have Talk her on about, the podcast. Yep. Yep. We're gonna have her on the podcast. We gotta interview her. That's how life comes full circle. I'm telling you. Right there. And 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 I'm so thankful for that washer and dryer because not only does it does That's it take story. care of my family, but there's I don't know. That's I've just always been so thankful for that. And now I know why. <laughs> there is no better story about a washer and dryer Telling than you. that one. Right? Boy. Oh my gosh. I top love that. Them. They're beautiful. I should take a picture of them and put Send them on my Instagram. Send in your washer and dryer. We'll, we'll, we'll take a up. picture of the washer and dryer. Right? And then I'll yeah. put it on. That's a good Find one. Find out why Gina Marie's thankful for her washer and dryer. Amazing. Well. Thank you for just savoring with us. Theo and our learnings and we hope that you you learned so much too we've clearly shared all the ways that you can get a hold of us so with that we just want to say thank you share this episode if you know that it can help someone heal someone uplift someone pass it on to somebody pass it on somebody needs to hear this absolutely yes yes be brave reach out that's right it's gonna be okay and you're wonderfully made and you are valuable you are boom May your faith be greater than your fears. And remember that you are your only limit, so take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.